Welcome to LongTrailPodcast.com, a new series of podcasts about Vermont's Long Trail, the oldest long-distance hiking trail in the United States. We are podcasting from Delray Beach, Florida, our home away from the Green Mountains during our non-hiking months. I'm Ruff, and my wife, who is also my hiking partner, is Tumble. We're on the phone today with Aaron Schoenberg. Aaron is an avid hiker and is hiking the long trail end-to-end using a very unique approach. Hello, Aaron, and welcome. Good evening. I appreciate you giving me and longtrailpodcast.com this opportunity to learn more about you and your hiking activities. Why don't we get started by having you tell us a little bit about yourself and why you like to hike. Well, I uh, like to hike because actually I got into it. My brother introduced me to hiking in Harriman Park in New York back in the six, around the early 60s. I'm now 57 years old and been hiking since my pre-teens, pretty much, walking over the George Washington Bridge and up along the Palisades in the outside of New York City, and then hiking in Harriman Park, and then started to lead hikes with a couple of friends when I used my borrowed maps from my brother, and then I expanded and kept going, and then I hiked, started doing projects like climbing all the 4,000-footers in New Hampshire, and then extending to doing all the 4,000-footers in New England, also doing the 3,500-footers in the Catskills, which is closer to home. Wow, that's a pretty uh, pretty extensive uh, amount of hiking, and that that's great. So you didn't mention Vermont, so why did you decide to hike the Long Trail uh, end-to-end? Okay, well, I like I said, I was I did the New Hampshire 4,000-footers, and I've been hiking the Appalachian Trail southbound, uh, doing section hikes and predominantly day hiking. And I finished New Hampshire, and I said, well, that naturally continuing in a southerly direction, I've got to do Vermont. Well, there's five 4,000-footers in Vermont scattered on the long, on or just off the Long Trail. And I said, well, the Long Trail connects all five of these, so why not start from the top and work my way south? And, and I'm working south on the Appalachian, and the two trails come together, and my trips will come together. And so that's why the southbound approach, and that's why Vermont is next. And so we decided... To, uh, I decided to lead these trips for the Appalachian Mountain Club slash uh, Adirondack Mountain Club as a joint venture and get a, uh, group of pe- a group of people together, and off we go to hike the Long Trail. Okay, so now, now a personal question. With all the hiking that you have done over the years, you have told me that you like to do day hikes as opposed to overnight backpacking. Why, why is that? Let's wait to carry on my back. I don't know. I'd rather uh, hike 15 miles in one day and have a nice bed to go into, uh, take a nice shower, have a nice meal. Uh, Not that I can't cook my meals out. And I have done some backpacking, but my preference has always been to to have that uh, shower and after a nice sweaty day outdoors. So I prefer day hiking over backpacking. But if there was a desperate need to backpack, you know, to do a stretch that just couldn't be broken up, then I suppose I'd do it, but I prefer uh, day hiking. Okay, so so this is a challenge now. What you're saying is that you are going to hike or are hiking the long trail end-to-end 
in a series of DayHex, and I understand that uh, you are the organizer and leader of a series of day hikes of the Long Trail uh, for, what, one week per year over a period of six years? That's correct. Okay, so how do you prepare for these hikes and, and this whole well, project? How do you put this together? Well, uh, I break it down into, into day, hike, day hikes and put like 40 to 50 miles together in a week. And I say, okay, hit a logical 50 miles of one week and continue the next year and do another 50 miles. And then I look and say, okay, we got a stretch where we got 15 or 16 miles. What kind of access trails we ha- do we have that can break this 15 or 16 miles up? Uh, what kind of road access do we have to these access trails? And the Green Mountain Club's Long Trail Guide is excellent at describing the side trails that and access trails that hook up with the Long Trail. And sometimes the uh, spur trails are even are quite interesting and provide a an interesting diversion uh, to the point of like, gee, wow, this is uh, this this is a lot of fun. But then I've used also the De La May, uh Vermont Road Atlas, and it also is very helpful in helping me get to where the trailheads are. Like, if you were trying to find Davis Neighborhood, it would be, uh, you know, the De La May Atlas really helped me get to, to some of these uh, remote trailheads that break up a 15 or 16-mile stretch of trail. Um, you mentioned the Long Trail Guide. Just for our listeners, that's a Green Mountain Club publication. And it's available online from the Green Mountain Club at greenmountainclub.org. Um, also, if you're in Vermont, um, they sell it in most bookstores. So now you're breaking up the trail. You're studying each section. And since it's day hikes, you're going to have to figure out how to get from point to point and, and then back out in the same day. And that's where the maps come in and, and the detailed planning. So how big are these groups? How many other people typically hike with you in any particular year? Well, okay, we've done three uh, trips so far uh, in this adventure, and we also have been starting in the uh, – I said, let's do it in seasons that are manageable with longer daylight so that we can get all these hikes in. So we started after Memorial Day when the uh, when the long trail is open to the public, and we started LT1 in after Memorial Day, May 2007, and we had – 17 participants. June 2008, we did, I number them like the Super Bowl. So it's LP2II. <laughs> and June 2008, we had 23 participants. And everybody wanted to do Mansfield. Uh, LP3, which ran us from the Winooski River uh, at Duxbury Road to uh, Middlebury Gap, we had 14 people on this trip. And uh, we started to, and even though we had 14, so you say, gee, I don't want to hike with an army, but we do break up into smaller groups because we go in at different speeds and we have usually a, a, a fast group and a moderate group. Or sometimes we've had a key swap and hiked in different directions and swapped keys midway like we did the Sterling Range that way. So now how do you get, let's take a typical day, you've got a group of 14, 15 people that you want to hike, let's say, southbound on the long trail from one point to another, how do you all get there and get home? Well, what we do is we we uh, start, uh, we, we have a base for the trip, 
and then we go from there uh, as a and set up the car shuttle. Have pretty much five people to to two cars. So we have one car at the start, one car at the end, and then we do we go first to the end, drop off. Say we have ten people. Okay, then we would drop off two cars at uh, at the end, and the ten people would then get into the. So we'd have four cars going to the end of the hike. Then the ten people would now be in two cars, and we'd go to the beginning of the hike and do the hike. Then after the after the hike's finished and we reach our finale at the end, we would then uh, retrieve the two cars back at the start. So every hike basically involves a car shuttle going from point B back to point A. And we do have to do that twice, once at the start of, before the hike and once after the hike's over. Okay, now, and uh, just as to add on that, now, all of these uh, points that you might start a particular day are not necessarily road crossings. You do have to reach the long trail uh, using side trails. Now, doesn't that add to the daily mileage? Yes, you have to add that to the mileage. The longest hike, though, was actually a road-to-road from uh, Route 15, uh, near Johnson to the uh, road crossing at uh, 108 in Smuggler's Notch, and that was about 15 miles. That's been the longest distance hike that we've had, and that did have, uh, require any extra hiking on access trails. But we've had a we have added uh, when we went over Buchanan Mountain, we did add the uh, section going down to Davis neighborhood as and uh, when we were uh, in the section below Lincoln Gap, we went down a spur trail that I forget the name of it just near uh, Boyce Mountain. There was a spur trail that we went down off which added an extra one point two miles or a couple of miles uh, going off the trail, and then we had to trudge back up those two miles. That's what the Skylight, uh, the Skylight uh, light, uh, Pond Trail. Skylight Pond Trail, yes. We so added we... two miles to each hike to break up the stretch that went from Lincoln Gap all the way to Appalachian Gap. Okay. Well, that's pretty impressive. Now, now Lincoln Gap to Middlebury Gap. Lincoln correct. Gap to Middlebury Gap. You, right. um, you mentioned that you have 14, 15, 17 people. And I would imagine they're not all from Vermont. So now you um, you have to worry about accommodations. How do you manage that? Well, that's easy enough. You just get on the computer, Google what you think would be a nice level. Like the first trip, we I Googled the Montgomery Center because that was about as centrally located and convenient to the various road crossings that I needed to do to get from the Canadian border to the uh, to Johnson, Vermont, and the Lamoille River. So we, I Googled Montgomery Center and I came up with several lodgings and I looked for houses or that would have as many beds as possible because our group, everybody seems not to bring their significant other, spouse, etc. So we uh, tend to look for houses with a lot of beds, bunk rooms, and we've had some very nice lodging and very reasonable price. So I look at, you know, houses also with a good bathroom per bed ratio. So if I can get a house with three bathrooms and ten beds, well, that's that's ideal. So that's what I'm looking for, and it's centrally located, and so I have my base lodging, which usually is one place was an apartment building in Montgomery Center, uh, an old, might have been once a hotel right on, on the main street of town. Of course, Montgomery Center is very tiny. Mm-hmm. And then the other two places were houses, basically ski houses in the off-season that, that I got for a steal in Stowe and Warren. And then uh, everybody chips in to cover the, the lodging? Yeah. Basically, if those people that get a room, a private r- a room, 
uh, would pay more than someone who was in a bunk bunk room with three or four beds and three sharing. Well, that sounds like fun. Um, all right, now we're we're sitting here in early 2010. What's your current progress as far as hiking the entire trail? Well, we uh, like I said, we've had different numbers of people. We've had six people, including myself have made it from the Canadian border all the way down to Middlebury Gap. That's where we've completed trips one, two, and three. And next year, now this year, I should say, it's now 2010, we're uh, planning and we've progressed. We went from May, June, July. Now we're up to August. And sometime in August, we haven't set the date yet for our trip. We're going to go from Middlebury Gap to Sherburne Pass, uh, US-4. Now, that's a smaller section, but to complement it and to make out the week, I'm continuing my southbound Appalachian Trail journey, so we're doing a stretch on the AT also as day hiking, so it's sort of like an L. We're going southbound from west, which is more westbound in in this section, from West Hartford, Vermont, to Sherburne Pass on Route 4 as well. Okay, and uh, I would add that uh, I have done that section, and it's a very beautiful section, so you'll enjoy that, and that'll be your prep for the long trail section uh, to follow. Now, now you've been on the long trail, Aaron, I guess three years, three, uh, three weeks. You've made it all the way down to Middlebury Gap from the Canadian border. I uh, wanted to get your impressions of the long trail. Do you have any favorite sections so far or any side trails that you really enjoyed? Yeah. Um, I, uh, well, as far as the impression, yeah, the long trail is noted for being muddy, and yeah, there were some muddy sections to be encountered or spots one place they went knee deep in 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 the in the gook but for the most part the trail is well tramped it's well marked there's signs where you need signs to make sure you don't go the wrong way especially where it's coming out on a uh, ski trail and we haven't had any problems with the uh, following the trail as far as what we see i just see wildflowers in the spring that were so beautiful and so bountiful the, the trail was so lush in, in late May and June. We've seen salamanders, frogs, snakes, chipmunks, even a moose up on Mount Abraham, which uh, decided he owned the trail. And uh, I wasn't in that group because it was uh, I was with the fast hikers, and this moose decided he was going northbound, and our moderate hikers were going southbound, and the six of them went jumping off the trail like dominoes to <laughs> make way. Moose is coming, and and they just like jumped. Uh, one lady said to me. All excited when we got back to the house we were staying at. Wow, I wanted to see a moose. I didn't expect to be able to touch him. <laughs> it was just, it was crazy. As far as what trails, uh, what areas, it's all been beautiful in one way or another. If the weather's nice, of course, it always adds to your hiking experience. And we had some great weather. We were blessed with terrific weather, especially on top of Mount Mansfield and on top of uh, Camel's Hump. Uh, the, the, that was just breathtaking to see. We also uh, dealt with, amazingly, on our first trip we had so far, you'd think the last, the tail end of May and first couple of days in June you'd have the, uh, would be the coolest. That happened to be the hottest. We really struggled in the heat and humidity going over J-Peak. And it's snow on the ground, and it's 88 degrees in Burlington. And it was like, I think it broke the record that day for, for the heat in, in Burlington. It was just uh, in, incredible. But we've, um, side trails, oh, I love, we, we planned a loop. 
the whole idea of these trips, by the way, is I call them LT1 Plus. And why we use the word plus is it's to I include all the access trails that we go on. And it's because we do more than just the long trail. We'll, uh, but the uh, we planned a phenomenal loop over Mount Mansfield that included the Canyon Subway. We uh, went up uh, over a place called Wampahoofus uh, Rock. And uh, it was really very challenging, some of these scrambles that these side trails take you through. And so you're seeing more than just the long trail is great along the spine of the Green Mountains, but some of these spur trails add a lot to the uh, to the experience. Well, you uh, mentioned that you had great weather. You also mentioned actually hiking in snow in uh, the end of May. That's amazing, up near Jay Peak. Um, have you had to change your plans uh, unexpectedly because of weather or any other factors? Well, one of the things was based on the dates that we were planning Mansfield. I was planning Mansfield, and it just worked out that if I went, since we, the whole orientation is southbound, if I went southbound, I would have wound up going over Mansfield on a Saturday. And I said, you know, a Saturday in June, I wanted to avoid the tourist mob. So I said, we've got to do Mansfield, not on the weekend. So I moved that up, I moved the, and then I said, you know, I know the Sterling Range is going to be a 15-mile hike, it could be a killer, and I said, you know, let's move that back, and then we have a pass day. Uh, I always try to build an off day into the schedule if possible, so I could say, gee, you know, and that way we'd have a a day where we could take a break, we have a couple of fellows that want to go golfing, We we, we sometimes go to different attractions in the area, like Ben and Jerry's. Uh, one funny story was I went on the Internet and explored, and they said they're going to open up Memorial Day weekend. They're going to open up the Chester A. Arthur home site, which is a, a ex-president from the 19th century. And we wanted, said, you know, this is only 10 miles away. Let's go see it. So, of course, I didn't realize that they weren't going to be open during the week. So we wound up going down there to find the place closed, but we took some pictures of uh, Chester A. Arthur's. Uh, I didn't realize that our, uh, this president was born in the middle of nowhere in uh, the north end of Vermont, only about 10 miles from, from uh, Montgomery Center, maybe 15 miles from, uh, from the Long Trail itself. Wow. But, uh, wow. Yeah, we... Um, so we've, so we've changed the, the plans to, to, for the off day based on sometimes how we're feeling. You know, after uh, an LT3, we hiked all the way from Duxbury Road on the north side of Camel's Hump all the way to Lincoln Gap. And by that point, after coming down uh, Mount Abraham and doing three days in a row of 13-mile-plus hiking and over 3,000 feet of elevation each day, we were ready for a day off. So we sometimes flip-flopped. We sometimes moved our past day based on the weather because when we came off Abraham, it started to rain, and they called for a rainy day, and we were ready for a day off. So, yeah, we we flip-flopped the hikes and uh, rearranged, but basically we managed to get everything done that we planned each week for each of those three trips we've done so far. Super. When you think about the experience so far, would you uh, be able to list anything that you've learned particularly that you might change? Well, I've learned that the trips were demanding. I've had a couple of people that signed up and I wasn't as 
uh, when I first started, I wasn't like back on LT1. I wasn't as I was more permissive, saying, "Oh, this couldn't be fun. I don't know these people." But I've learned, if anything, especially in LT2, I said, "You know, we have some hikers here that really aren't keeping up." And so now I'm a lot stricter as far as saying, "Hey, you know, what you're signing up for is a really challenging trip." And I'm sorry. You know, it's a tough thing to do as a leader to say, I'm sorry, you you know, I really think this is more demanding than what you're what you're really expecting. Because people can read a chart and say, okay, 3,000 feet elevation gain, and they have no idea what that really means in, in, uh, day after day to do it, you know. So if anything, that's about one of the things I've learned most is just as a leader to be a little tougher and, and not just, be as permissive to take anybody on these trips because it is challenging and grueling. The long trail is tough, but we've had six people that have toughed it out so far, and uh, I have a feeling all six of us are going to uh, now, if, if people say that this, the southern half is easier, so I have a feeling where, you know, unless something comes up personal, I think the six of us are going to make it, and we bondage. It's almost like an annual reunion uh, to, to do this next stretch, so we're excited about it. Well, the Long Trail is a great place to, to have a reunion. So are there any um, senior hikers in your group, and do you have any special considerations for them? Yes, we have senior hikers. As a matter of fact, in the White Mountains, uh, this one fellow, Alex, he uh, he's such a strong hiker, I can't keep up with him. And he's pushing uh, 72. I mean, he started, I think, the first year he was just shy of his 70th birthday but he's he's a solid hiker and uh he he must he acts like he's 20 years junior <laughs> he's terrific but all we've had a, uh this last trip we had four plus 70 year old hikers and they all held up they all did the three days uh with the 3,000 feet and the fifth, uh, 35 miles or so between uh Duxbury Road and uh Lincoln Gap so no it's to do this, you you know, I've made no uh, hesitation that this is a tough trip, and uh, they've been doing quite well. And uh, the average age of our, well, our, our age range of our group is pretty much uh, 50 to 75. We're all going along strong, and uh, of the six of us that have done every mile, one of the fellows is over 70. Well, that's a inspiration for me and Tumble because we're in that age group, so that's great to hear. Okay, 2010 is this. The year for LT4, what's on tap? Yep, and as I said, LT4 is going to go from uh, Middlebury Gap, Vermont 125, to US4. And so we're going to do approximately a little over 30 miles on the long trail. This is probably the shortest trip on the long trail itself because I'm combining it with the AT. But the uh, interesting thing is we have a stretch of uh, almost 20 miles, and again, we're going to have to use an access trail. The Boston Trail? Is that, is that the... Uh, New, Bo- New Boston? Chittenden? Yeah, New Boston Trail from uh, Chittenden, uh, if I'm pronouncing it right, New Hampshire. So, uh, Vermont. So, we're going to come up that as a spur, and then the next day we're going to have to... Uh, well, we're going to go down it on one day and then up it the next day. Okay. Now, this is quite a project. It's a six-year project, and I know that you have documented your hikes in terms of your mileage, in terms of where you hiked and some of your experiences. Um, Is there any place online that our listeners can go ahead and read about your hikes and also your plans? Yes. Okay. 
So, uh, first of all, where you can read about the previous trips and see our photo logs and everything is you can go to the uh, Long Trail website, and all my uh, trips and reports are over there. Okay, now that's the the longtrailhiking.info, the Long Trail hiking site. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay, that is the uh, Joe Figura site, and the website there is www.longtrailhiking.info, longtrailhiking, one word, .info, and um, users can look in the web boards under trip reports and find your postings with the name of ASKUS3. Right. Mm-hmm. And okay. then on web shots, they can see all my photo albums because there's links to the photo albums from the trip report, or and so you can get over there and see the uh, photo logs. Now, where do you find out about my trips if you're interested in joining? Well, uh, they are announced. Uh, I'm a member of the AMC and ADK, and the the AMC uh, with AMC it will be posted on their website on the uh, club website. Okay, now that's the, AMC uh, stands for. It's Appalachian Mountain Club, and it's outdoors.org is okay. the uh, website for uh, the AMC Appalachian Mountain Club. And if you look under trips, you'll uh, see that once we announce the trip, which would probably be another uh, couple of months, but uh, come end of April, we'll be posting the uh, LT4 trip on the uh, AMC Appalachian Mountain Club uh, outdoors.org website. Well, Aaron, I want to thank you so much for chatting with us and uh, and wish you the best of luck with everything. Uh, Tumble and I hope to see you and your group on the trail in 2010. Yeah, it'll be nice uh, hiking with you, and uh, hopefully you'll be able to join us and anybody else out there that's listening to us and wants to hook up. Uh, you know, they're invited to come along as long as I know so I can plot out the, you know, make sure I have enough room in the various cars for the uh, people. And if, even for a day hike, you know, everyone's welcome as long as they can do it. <laughs> All right. Well, you can also be possibly a resource for others who want to undertake uh, the same kind of, uh, of a thing to day hike the long trail. Uh, would you be willing to answer more questions maybe about that to help others who want to plan something similar? Of course, especially okay. if they need help with some of these shuttles or how to break up a, a, a trip. All right. Oh, well, that's super. Again, thanks, Aaron, and uh, take care. Okay, Russ. Enjoy. This has been a presentation of LongTrailPodcast.com. We hope you will return and enjoy future podcasts about Vermont's Long Trail. Until then, this is Ruff of Rough and Tumble, Long Trail, End to End, 2003.